Welcome to another episode of Naturally Built, a podcast discussing landscape architecture with the people we build relationships with. I'm your host, Pablo Cortez. Uh, my guest today is Chair of the Department of Landscape Architecture at Cal Poly Pomona, Andrew Wilcox. Uh, thanks for joining me, Andy. Uh, how are you? How is Good, everybody? man. Good? <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. I'm glad thanks, to be here. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Um, I know you're busy. You got things going on. So thanks uh, for uh, man, Everybody's in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, uh, so you're the chair of the department. Are you also teaching Is it at the same time? Or yeah, is it I teach, uh, teach one studio a semester these days. Okay. So they basically, being department chair, splits the teaching job in half. They give me half my time goes to managing the department um, gotcha. and then half goes to teaching and okay. advising and everything else. So once a, once a semester, you're, you're teaching a class. Um, yeah, that's the way it works out right now. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what the uh, class that, because when I was there, you were teaching. And we had a we had a studio where we built we kind of built some models out of um, I guess either foam core or they were like these white abstract models. Do you remember what that project oh, yeah. was? Yeah, that was part of construction conceptual topography. Yeah, stuff. exactly. That's what it was. I remember you coming in the day we were supposed to uh, present and um, just being uh, disappointed with the quality. <laughs> Well, what would you say? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. I, I bring that up. I bring that up because I do. I kind of like. I always remember that when I'm like trying to get something done, and and I'm and if I say it's 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 good where it's at, or you know if it needs a little more, then I just remember to take the extra time to uh <laughs> to make sure it's you know it's it's <laughs> nearly perfect or uh, <laughs> not missing any scenes or anything like that. Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> well, at least there was some learning in it and not just pure disappointment no absolutely no no that was that definitely was a, a, a teachable moment um hey i wanted to also ask you something we didn't cover but um i saw in your on your instagram uh, account you were posting some pictures of a building in north dakota montana 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 yeah. uh yeah can you share what that's about and what your sure. involvement was yeah yeah so uh, uh my brother and i built a house well we didn't build it and we had a builder, a local builder there, but did a design build project um, to build a, a family house um, in Montana. We're about 30 minutes uh, north of Yellowstone National Park in between the towns of Livingston and Gardner. So we bought 30 acres out there. Um, it's in Park County and Park County has no building code, so to speak. So uh, I got to play architect. Oh, nice. So, so that's, that's you. That's yeah. your, nice. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was a little anxious. Well, it's a, it's a my, cool looking my brother, building. Thanks. My brother did all the financing um, and I did all the design. Uh, we grew up going to Yellowstone National Park as kids with our folks. We have an older sister too, but she wasn't in this. Uh, but my parents are both high school teachers, so we had lots of time, but they didn't have a lot of resources. Uh, so we camped a lot and we spent a lot of time in Yellowstone, learned to fly fish there. It's always been a place where uh, it's like important to us. Probably some of the reasons I became a landscape architect. Um, and then the last handful of years, my brother and I had been meeting there for like once a week to fish. Uh, and then one time we were there, he's like, hey, man, I got a realtor. I want to go check this out. And uh, Found those 30 acres, looked at a bunch of stuff, but the 30 acres we're on now just seemed to, we kind of kept coming back to it. Um, and then uh, he's like, we're going to build something. And I was like, you're crazy. <laughs> and you're going to design. Things, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to find a builder and he's just going to make it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it was really a total design build project, kind of back of the napkin, not a lot of details. 
um, you know, it a uh, handful of drawings. Yeah. Lots of, lots of conversations, a bunch of trips out there to kind of look at stuff, but it uh, came out pretty good. I think so. I mean, I haven't been there, but it looks awesome from the pictures <laughs> and that setting yeah. is, uh, is pretty rad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cool. my brother's in Atlanta and we're here in Los Angeles. And so it's a good place to kind of meet in the middle. His kids, our kids, although our schedules have yet to align, but uh, eventually. Yeah. I mean, that, that yeah. those pictures make it, I mean, I'm sure it's, uh, they don't do it justice, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty it good. Pretty, yeah, I, I'm still, I mean, I'm a grown up, you know, parents of high school, we didn't have a lot going on when we were kids, you know, like we can't, like we didn't rent houses, we didn't rent cabins, and like rolled us out of the van and said, you know, here we are. And so to like have something like that today is pretty, uh, sure. It's kind of, yeah, it's that's, still hard, kind of hard to believe. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, it's, uh, yeah. it's very it's cool seeing those pictures. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah. Hey, are you still involved with um, uh, Il Finch? Uh, yeah. So that's my company. Um, I mean, it's still it. I mean, I still have a business license. I don't do much with it these days. Since I became department chair, it really kind of killed all professional practice for me. Um, so the consulting has kind of gone through the floor. Um, yeah, I might do like one garden a year for a friend kind of thing but i don't it's just i can't you got you know you know the pace of it is so fast and clients want a lot you know there's the demand um you need the time, time exactly. to service people really well is is you know tremendous and i just don't have it yeah yeah not, I, I, not, not to do both well sure <laughs> i thought i'd ask because i did a little bit of research and i saw that i was yeah. like oh he uh, yeah cool all right um so your work with the department, um, I guess my first question is, I, I graduated in 2007. Have you seen, I mean, I know the biggest change happened this year, but what would, what would be the, the, maybe the most major change in uh, the curriculum that you've seen from 2007? Um, yeah. If you can. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we went through semester conversion three years ago. So we moved from the quarter to a semester that, that made a really, really big impact. We lost um, a bunch of labs, a bunch of studios. So, you know, like construction used to be a studio. So you'd have where we would have had that uh, twice a week for like three hours a day. So now it's one day a week for three hours. It's just a big giant seminar. Um, so condensed a lot of stuff? Or, yeah, yeah, we had to condense a lot of stuff and then move a different, uh, you know, a few other things around. Um, so that made a really big difference. It shifted the school year you know, up a month. So now we start late August and in early May. Um, that made a big difference. Uh, so there's all of that. I mean, probably the biggest difference is the faculty. I mean, if you were to come to campus today and just look at who's around, you'd be like, who are these people? You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, back the then it was it was you. It was uh, Ken. Mm. Yeah. Um, Nakaba. Takeo uh, uh, um, was still teaching. Yeah, I think, I'm, I think it might have been in his last class. Yeah, he had, yeah. at that point he had come back to I think teach right. class for KG. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. When one of yeah. his daughters. I think KG might have been starting up um, back then. Mike Sullivan was there. Yeah, Mike's not. Yeah, I mean he's around. He's just not teaching. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's just a ton of new faculty. Um, 
you know, we've, the structure changed a little bit too for the studio. So, you know, instead of everybody doing the same projects in lower division, it's pretty lockstep. Everybody kind of does the same thing. But when you move to upper division now, we, uh, it's topic studio structure. So we advertise the studio instructors and their studio topics in advance. So students ideally can select so they can create a, well, it's, uh, you know, the intent is to give students more choice in their own education. So if they're really interested in site design or they're really interested in the planning work, they can chase those those studios or they could select for variety you know i don't want that you know or you know that gives them a little bit more you know it doesn't always work that way i mean i you know you find some students be like it sucks but um, <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> from a department position it really is intended to give you know students a lot more uh, opportunity there right on cool well uh, i guess you know speaking of that the the classes what, do you have any kind of advice for freshmen coming in this year and how that's gonna you know what they look forward to and this year <laughs> be patient uh you know i think everybody's gonna have to be uh be patient um i hope that they speak up I and mean, we've always appreciated it you know when students have said hey this isn't working or whatever but now more than ever i think we need to you know hear from students um so that we're more aware of their experience because the faculty experience is very different uh on you know our end of that zoom call um you know but the general stuff of just being curious and and being you know um flexible i mean those are two two qualities that i don't think can be under under understated uh, you know you just got to kind of ask questions if you just like oh that's the assignment i do those steps you know and it's not as you know, I mean, it's a lot more than that. Yeah, that's what I did. You can start with that, but it's got to, yeah, it's got to, you know, it's got to evolve. And then you hit those moments, you're like, oh, now I see. Yeah, like I, I would, I mean, you know, I don't know how long of the of the last semester you guys did Zoom um, classes, but I got to imagine it's going to evolve, right, as, as you guys are going along and how those are are not only presented, but what, what actually takes place in those meetings for, for classes. Yeah. yeah. So end of spring semester last year, we just survived. You know, we had about six weeks. We took about 10 days off. The students were given about 10 days off. Faculty worked to try to adjust to move to 100% virtual. Um, and, you know, we made it through. You know, at the end, everybody was just like, whoa, like we did it, you know. The work still got done. Um, Everybody wanted it to be different. Uh, over the summer, the university has invested in all the faculty that wanted to participate, and they ran a summer institute to help faculty um, give us uh, small stipends to plan uh, for working 100% online in the fall. So most everybody's got their class up on, when you use Blackboard, they're up on that to, uh, to have it prepared to be um, a much better, like an intentional experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, last, right, last right. other than kind of putting everything yeah. together all at the last minute, yeah. yeah. Ad Very hoc, cool. we just, oh, I found a thing, I'm gonna try right. it, you know. Yeah, and, uh, seems like now that. It's, it's different. Yeah, well, it's good. Now you got some some uh, some funds to kind of sort of yeah, I mean, it it gave, get it going. I think that, you know, the faculty appreciated uh, the, the extra support. The other thing they've done too is that we've got some software coming in uh, that the universities and the college and the university have been trying to negotiate, and it looks like that got finished. So we'll have access to a software called Concept Board, and so that's like a digital whiteboard, um, but it's infinite in how much you can add to it. So it'll 
they kind of, if you could visualize, you know, being in studio and you got the big wall with all the pinup on it, everybody's work kind of all over. So it's a, it's a version of that. Um, but infinite where everything's kind yeah, of. Yeah. And in the, in virtual space. So you, we could be in there as a, so a student can be in there on their own thing and then yeah. they could join their team board and then that team board. Well, they could also then have a studio board. So when we do reviews and stuff, we can all see where everybody's uh, at, which is way different than, and depending on how you set it up, like you and I could be in one corner of that board talking about something and anybody else could be over in some other, you know, rearranging their projects. So when we came to them, so students gotcha. can kind of collaborate in real time versus zoom where you're trying to like share your screen. Right. And, kind of stuff. and it gets, very cool. Yeah. Uh, it's a little so, limited in that, that interaction. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Like, like definitely more options that'll kind of yeah, make it you know, easier. We got, the students have access to OneDrive and Microsoft Teams and all that. The university purchased all of that a couple of years ago. So it's, um, I mean, in some ways, we're finally catching up to, I think, where a lot of practice has been with, uh, you know, cloud-based uh, collaboration and storage. Um, so I think there's, you know, a bit of a silver lining uh, there for us it's just for you know for a lot of us not as one of those i was like there's no fucking way you're gonna put me online you know this doesn't work um you know i've been forced and like for myself i mean i go back and go like oh man i was i was pretty short-sighted in a lot of that there's actually um some real opportunity here moving forward in the short term i still think there's it's going to be painful i mean this fall is going to be painful now that you guys are uh, or have that have that set up maybe a little more um, evolved. Are there some of the courses that maybe you're looking forward to, some of the work that you're looking forward to seeing from students in the next year? Uh, I mean, you know, our studios are always fun. Um, we've done a lot with studios. We're doing a lot more collaboration. That's actually a big difference from when you were back. So we've got collaborations going on with the Nature Conservancy. We've got collaborations coming up with uh, some nonprofits um, and, and some for-profit companies, but, uh, we're doing a project revisiting kind of South Central Farms with a bunch of community groups. Um, we've got uh, one of our faculty's got a collaboration going on with uh, a skate park um, design company. Um, we've got still ongoing studios with uh, not this fall, but they're set I think for spring with SWA. You know, we tend to do our collaborations with Walt Disney Imagineering. So all these kinds of uh, collaborative studios are there, and those always generate really interesting, I think, results. Um, you know, and then we've got a, this faculty, you know, they come up with pretty cool ideas. Uh, and, and even this, you know, this year coming in and, uh, it looks like we're going to get a lot of stuff too, that deals with, um, you know, the social unrest that's out there and, and looking at our curriculums and how our, our curriculum and our, you know, our curriculum internally, but then also the landscapes that, you know, we ultimately build, you know, are much more inclusive. Um, and representative of the communities in which they, you know, exist. Um, and for the student side, you know, what would our, you know, what our program might look like if it was really based on the students that are in it. So there's a lot there. The students you know, seem to be making a big push towards, towards that stuff, right? The big. Uh... Yeah, I mean, they're all, you know, the they're all very socially motivated. Um, you know, I mean, everybody comes at it a little bit differently. We got students from across you know, the spectrum of experience, um, <laughs> you know, and belief. Uh, but I think there's, you know, 
some general commonalities that you know across the student population that uh that bring a lot of that i mean faculty too like you know everybody's pretty socially conscious you know environmentally conscious and it's you know the way that that's converging with um you know black lives matter uh and everything else is is that's going on um it's gonna be really interesting to see how all that shakes out uh it's not just this fall i mean you know it's gonna ongoing thing right we do a lot of stuff yeah 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 it's about time when you stop and look at it and some of that too is like how we teach right like we teach the way i teach the classes the way i was in class you know and so this stuff is all kind of passed along and you like you know at some point you got to stop is that the right way to be doing this it's funny that you say that dude because i was just thinking about like we're you know back before the pandemic i was kind of starting to look at hiring somebody or at least having someone come in you know part-time and then I was thinking, well, you know, I would, I would training would probably be what I, how I was trained when I first started working, right? And then I was, and then, <laughs> and I was looking back, and I was like, well, there wasn't a whole lot of training. It was just like, here's the work, do it, right? And I don't want to do that, so I'm not gonna train someone the way out. Not gonna figure out a way to actually make it a little different and and more effective is, you know, from my thinking, <laughs> rather than just here's the work. No, I think done. you're. <laughs> I mean, it's the right place to be at. I mean, we've got to rethink a lot of this stuff. I mean, I I played high school football, and the place that I went had a pretty strong culture of hazing, like really, like if it was today, like it would shit. Yeah, it would be in the news, like you sure. get, you know, beat up and shit like that. It was horrible. But at some point, like, there was a small group of us. We got to the end. We're like, we're not going to do this to these first year, these freshman kids. Like, they're going to hate us. They're not going to want to, like, play with us, you know, because I hated the guys in front of me. You did that to me, and you now you want me to, like, support you? You're out of your mind. So, uh, you know, I mean, this is a, you know, little example. I don't think we're that bad in school, but school has its own kind of culture of hazing. I mean, studio reviews sometimes can feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way we, I think, maybe even think about, like, this is the process of how you learn. And I think that's got to translate into practice. I mean, you know, Students come out of a program with a set of skills and, you know, some very rough knowledge. Um, and in a lot of places, it's sink or swim, right? You know, like, here's the work. You got three months to prove yourself and you're out versus, like, how do we train? How do we continue to train, you know, emerging professionals to, you know, advance this common thing that is landscape architecture? I mean, it's going to take continual education it can't just be you know plug them into your machine and that's a you know you see that a lot of places yeah it's more of a it's kind of a disservice to the students or that you're basically the people you're hiring right where you're not helping them to yeah fully realize what they're what they can do disservice yeah to them you know the future of the profession um you know when you think about students of color too uh and all the challenges um that students come out with you know having to work you know support their families everything you know there's just a lot to it that gets layered in you know it's um that makes it much more complicated and, uh you know it's all needs to be addressed at i think all levels i mean you know you can look at like what kind of support emerging professionals get from you know our professional associations you know there's work to be done there you know, how all the things that made us interested in like, you know, being designers and stuff, all the travel we, you know, maybe were able to do or 
time to explore and, and kind of create. And as soon as you get into practice, it's all billable hours. Like all that goes out the window, you know, and it makes you pretty can, not always, but can make you pretty dull, <laughs> dull really quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, I mean, you know, my goal is to avoid that somehow, maybe be more conscious yeah. about what the, what the person is actually, you know, trying to do or has done and, and take that into account when it comes to the training and the actual work that they, they can actually do here. Yeah, um, I think you know. that's, I think that's a good way to think about it, man. That's For probably sure. the most responsible way to be thinking about it. It's about the people. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know in uh, another sports one, but um, <clears throat> oftentimes like people will evaluate a head coach based on the number of head coaches that come out of their system. I've always kind of, a, there's a couple of coaches like in the, in the NBA, my brother worked in the NBA, and so he's uh, okay. He's got all this stuff to talk about I'm <laughs> not, the knowledge. Yeah, I don't, I don't follow that stuff necessarily, but yeah. you know, it makes sense, right? If you can, if your system helps to create more leaders, and those, you know, in whatever it is, and those leaders are successful in what they do, you know, if it's spinning off and making other companies, or you know, whatever, or going into other places and, and having, you know, success leading other organizations, it. Uh, and that says a lot about your system. But I think that, you know, really starts with the individual, you know, the support from them, not, not just skill sets. I got one more question for you yeah. on here. Um, are there any projects and places that you feel showcase what landscape architects do to the general public, right? So if somebody asks you what landscape architecture is, you say, hey, look, look at this project. This is what sort of it encompasses. Yeah, I mean, you know, these days when somebody asked me that question at school i just say you know we design the public realm yeah. um and i think a lot of times people you know and we do it with a lot of tools right and a lot of techniques a lot of methods but it really does uh for me anymore and it, it's just i find it easier to say it's the public you know the places we live our public lives mm -hmm. you know together uh it doesn't it's not to discount the residential garden i mean sure. the residential garden is very in, you know its own thing and, and it's a part of a you know, much larger system, but um, in terms of trying to help people get into it, you know, it's, it's all the public spaces that are out there. So I yeah. tend to point to, you know, some of the big public parks, you know, the flashy ones that people recognize because um, they'll recognize them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not just, uh, you know, we could find a lot of really unique, funny things, <laughs> but, but yeah, well, I don't well, know if that is enough of an answer for you. No, I, but, I think uh, so. Yeah. It makes sense, right? You want to uh, point someone, because really there's a lot of people that just don't know what landscape architecture is or does yeah and, uh, to show them a place that they know and kind of give them a little quick uh crash yeah, course I mean, on what to do ask you how to you know grow a better tomato or can you come look at <laughs> yeah. my, you know my front yard right right like, yeah yeah i can <laughs> i but can that's not that's not what we do you know right. you know i try to redirect me like well what a I don't know. Where have you been recently? Mm -hmm. Did you realize, I mean, this, you know, everything outside, this is, you know, all of this is available for your own references. And this is what we do. And I, you know, I think one of the benefits, maybe the pandemic is people realizing the benefit of an outdoor space. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Couldn't, it, like, it's like, whoa. And then, then people start to realize, Oh, wait. And it, you know, and that's, that connects to all these, you know, the social side of it too, is you start to look at all the neighborhoods that don't have access and you know versus people that do or people that don't have yards right the privilege of a yard and all the rest of that that's it, true uh, it gets complicated quick <laughs> yeah it does uh, anyway i got one for yeah. I, I got one for you yeah how did you, uh what motivated you to start the podcast 
the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, I have been thinking about it for a long time. I, I wanted to do something either through video or audio, something that was, that I can put out. Um, and then once things started slowing down around February, March, I, I, you know, I wasn't doing a lot of work. So I just thought, well, I got to do something. <laughs> got to put something out. So I figured I could use a, pod, a podcast, reach out to people that I know. We'll, we'll talk for, you know, 20, 30 minutes and put it out. And at first it was an idea of, you know, I'll get three, maybe five episodes out, use it as a little bit of marketing, but also just as a way of connecting with the different people in the, in the, in the field. Um, and uh, speaking with a, a couple of different people, you know, Michael, I hope his, I'm pronouncing his name right, Totoran with the Landscape Architecture Podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I talked to him, he kind of, yeah, he gave me some feedback and, um, you know, from, from that conversation, I just decided to keep going with it because, you know, people were listening, they, I got some really good feedback and I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, there's no real set schedule. I'm just kind of doing it when I can because of everybody else's schedule. Um, but yeah, the main, the main thing was, um, I didn't want to be sitting around not doing anything, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I had the kids to take care of, but I, I, I had to get some work in somehow. So that's kind of where I started to do the podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, good job, man. I, I, I Thanks. Think it's, uh, it's great. Um, yeah. You know, the more of these conversations that you can have, I think probably the better, the more stories that are being told about landscape architecture and picking up all the different perspectives. I mean, yeah. I think it's important, you know, yeah, that's, that's kind of the plan. Hiding so. in plain sight. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it just seems like a really great strategy on your part. Smart to be yeah. like, Hey, how do I be creative? You know, how do I stay connected? Still could do all the things I got to do on a yeah. daily basis at home. Exactly. You know, but, but, it's, uh, grow at the same time and it's great man good yeah. job and uh you know so so far so good right everybody seems to have a good response to it and uh i'm gonna keep doing it when i can and uh just just do it i do you know do you listen to do you know what kevin smith is the director no the guy who did clerks. oh from uh yeah clerks. yeah yeah <laughs> so yes. for a long time i followed him on like on on his uh he did a, he had a podcast he had a couple of shows one of the things that he uh he, he said was and this was this was back when I uh, graduated high school or college. Um, he had this thing where everybody has a cell phone. It's got a camera on it. It's got a video on it. If you want to make a movie, you literally can just go do it, right? And that always stuck with me. So I was like, well, now I have all this stuff. I have, you know what I mean? Like I, I got a computer that I can edit. I got a phone. I got I got contacts. I, I'm just gonna do it. So that's one thing that always kind of also stuck with me. It's like the guy, the guy literally took a camera and, and made a movie with his friends and, you know, was successful at it and just kept doing it. So that, I always think about that is if you want to do something and you have even just the, you know, the, the smallest of resources, just go out and do it. And, that's it, um, man. Yeah. So. Very curious. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> you just jump in and do it. Yeah. I got an idea. I wonder what would happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to know if you, don't, well. if you don't try it. Right. Well, it's yeah. great, man. I mean, it really shows a lot of leadership to you. I mean, bringing, uh, bringing these conversations and, and a lot of courage, uh, <laughs> you know, putting it out there and seeing what happens. So, yeah, I think that one um, of the main, one of the things I didn't do it earlier. Yeah. Hey, thanks for, thanks for being on Andy. Um, hey, real quick, do you have anything that you want to share that you've been doing or uh, while you're, you know, at home? I know you're busy, so I don't know if there's anything that you've been reading or watching <laughs> or <laughs> listening to. Well, thank you. Thank you for being patient with me, man. I'm, <laughs> no, I, no, I don't know. No I think uh, there's probably a lot of people out there that think I'm pretty flaky and I, I can be. Um, so <laughs> I appreciate all, you following up on me. 
and sure. uh, get me here. Um, but no, I mean, no, I mean, at, at this point, it's just all kind of all school all summer and yeah. trying to figure out the fall. It's just a lot of moving parts and things just keep changing. So, okay. Uh, that's been the, the result life. of it. Otherwise, like, you know, yeah, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I haven't gone fishing in the river. I haven't done any of that. Unfortunately, I need yeah. to do it. I need to like, it's getting to the point where it's clear. I got to just carve out some time. Be like, that's sure. It. I just got to shit that's, off. Cause it's, I'm it's at that point too. <laughs> in my life, you know, yeah. and it's not, not in a positive way. Um, but no, I mean, you know, if any if uh, folks out there listening, I mean, connect with us at school. I mean, on Instagram, CPPLA. Uh, Facebook is is there too. If, if people are into that, I know that's a different generation sure. uh, that uses well, that. We're not as active there, but Instagram is pretty active. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll include some of that if, info. In the notes. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. If anybody wants to, you know, collaborate, we're open for business. We're always looking for you know, people with interesting job, you know, projects, not necessarily there to make anybody money, but you know, we're here to explore and you know, if, if, uh, if anyone out there's got ideas about how we do it um, and what we might do, we'd love to hear from them. Awesome. Well, thanks Andy again. Um, thanks, good luck with everything. Well, uh, thanks, hopefully we can, you. good to talk. Yeah. To good you. to talk to you, man. Well, hopefully we can uh, do it in person at some point. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I very much appreciate that. Yeah. All right, Andy. Hey, thanks again, man. Cool. Come on out. You got it. Thank you. I want to thank my guest, Andy Wilcox, for joining me today. The Naturally Built Podcast is available on iTunes as well as Podbean or any podcast app that you may use. Just grab the RSS feed from the Podbean page. The Cal Poly Pomona Instagram accounts will be in the show notes that you can contact them directly. Thank you for listening and go out and build something. <laughs>